You are now listening to Lady Denim. Kick back and enjoy the ride. The idea that life begins at conception is widely used as an argument against those who believe in pro-choice by pro-life advocates. The fight for a breadcrumb of equality from both opposing sides is so close yet so far. Bunched up in a mirage of emotions and misconceptions on who has bragging rights to moral high ground. But as humans progress, most of society's conflicts will be silenced by solutions of science, leading to one questioning their ethical morality. Today we will venture deep within the veins of the mock offspring ectolife and artificial wombs. So what exactly is ectolife? Well, sugar, it is a video of a fictional artificial womb facility that manufactures lab-grown babies created by biotechnologist and science communicator Hashemel Gali. The concept of the ectolife facility shows what human reproduction might look like in the future. Rows of babies are incubated in artificial wombs, and the facility can incubate about 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. Think about it, sugar. That's more babies popping out faster than jackrabbits multiplying. <laughs> but I digress. In the video, Ectolife provides solutions to cancer patients who had their uterus removed, infertile couples, population decline in certain countries, and high-risk pregnancy complications. Oh honey, there is even an elite package for parents that would allow them to customize their offspring like you would in The Sims, choosing their baby's attributes such as level of intelligence, height, hair, eye color, physical strength, and skin tone. Parents can keep track of their baby's growth and development through a screen on the pods that showcase real-time data. It can also be monitored via an app on the phone. Honey, this Build-A-Baby workshop is pretty trippy. I recommend you watch it for yourself. But the sheer thought of this very true-to-life virtual dream becoming a reality is not out of the grasp of scientists who are actively working on artificial wombs as we speak. In fact, sugar, the thought itself has been around longer than we imagined. In the 1500s, alchemists believed creating mock offspring would be possible through homunculi, which by the way, darling, is a fully formed human existing in a spermatozoan or egg. Ah, yes, honey, while the thought of that gives you the ick, 
Let me confirm that cringy feeling. In his 1572 De Natura Rerum, Paracelsus insisted that he had developed a guide to creating a homunculus if one put sperm in a flask alongside horse manure and fed it blood. He wrote a small human form would appear, translucent at first, but growing more solid over the next 40 days. Honey, that's almost the equivalent of coming in a dingy, dirty sock and then tossing it under the bed surrounded by filth. <laughs> but I digress. The notion that the mock offspring existed as very tiny humans within sperm was a popularized theory in the 1600s. The first science fantasy of ectogenesis was a means of men seizing control of reproduction, ostracizing the womb of woman, regarding the uterus as a mere vessel that could easily be swapped for another mammalian uterus. Bestiality, let's not sugarcoat that honey, or even a beaker. Sugar, if you ask me, this all sounds like the perverse obsession of phallocentrism. Talk about being boy crazy. <laughs> By the late 1800s, physicians toured the first medicalized incubators that would later assist preemie newborns. Even then, it was thought of as an artificial womb. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, artificial wombs have been in the making for quite some time. And it all started with a thought sprinkled with imagination. <laughs> but this little itty bitty thought of fetal viability birth possibility. In 2016, scientists published two studies regarding human embryos developing for 13 days within an ectouterine environment. The embryos were grown in a petri dish in a process meant to mimic the embryo's implantation in the uterus. Talk about weird science. However, this accomplishment would lead to a further breakthrough in 2017. Researchers at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia announced that they had developed a basic artificial uterus named Biobag which would house lamb fetuses equivalent in size and development to a human fetus at probably 22 weeks gestation to full term successfully. Oh, but then in August of 2022, researchers at the Weizmann Institute of Science in Israel created the world's first synthetic embryos from mice stem cells. And honey, in the same month, Scientists at the University of Cambridge used stem cells to create a synthetic embryo with a brain and beating heart. Oh, if Paracelsus was alive, huh? <laughs> Truthfully, Sugar, we really aren't far from creating the perfect specimen of mock offspring. In no time, the long debate between pro-lifers and pro-choice individuals over pregnancy, birth, and contraception will perhaps diminish and give way to new debates over ethical morality. Pro-lifers may welcome the development of mock offspring as it would highlight the humanity of children in the womb, not to mention get one leg up those who are pro-choice. 
Considering that there will be an option for women who don't want to bear the burdens of pregnancy, as they can now put a viable mock offspring in an artificial womb. The my body my choice argument seems to be undermined by the introduction of artificial wombs because with it, a woman would not have to end the life of her unborn baby through abortion. And again, sugar, this is the argument of pro-lifers, not of my personal beliefs. So before you prepare your Twitter fingers, listen on my darlings. The pro-choice stance still stands as you cannot essentially force a person to care for a child they did not want in the first place. If you believe in free will, then the idea of transferring a viable fetus that carries the same genetic coding as the parent into an artificial womb without the option of termination is against the belief that we have freedom. Keep it up and society will fall into dystopian fantasy turned reality. Nonetheless, even with an artificial womb, you are still bringing a life into this world that you are ultimately responsible for. And sugar, if you ask me, I want for all babies to be wanted so they can be given a life filled with love and reassurance as well as guidance. I see how artificial wombs can benefit us, but I also see the downsides. Darling, the potential to fuel tyranny is on hand, especially since human nature has proven without fail how capable mankind can be, reveling in barbarity. Honey, I am not completely against in the making of mock offspring. In fact, I look forward to what is yet to come. I just don't want others to impose their beliefs onto others because they sin differently. If you catch my drift, sugar. <laughs> so, what do you think of mock offspring and the future of artificial wombs? If you are listening on YouTube or Rumble, comment down below. I would love to read your responses. And with that, Thank you for listening. You can follow my Insta at LydiaDenimPodcast underscore. You can follow my main Insta and Twitter at AdenimArm. Be sure to like and follow my Facebook page at the Lady Denim Podcast. Mwah. Until next time, darling.